Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Love Hour podcast. I'm your host, Miss Kev on stage, and I'm joined by my husband and co-host. The Kev on stage. And I just want to say Melissa's not creative, although this whole set was created by her. Every furniture purchased, all the color schemes looks amazing. Want to commend your non-creative self and say you did an amazing not creative job at not creating an amazing set for us to sit in front of. This once again used to be a white wall. A non-creative person said, hey, I want something behind it. Purchase items, color coordinated them, isn't creative. Imagine if she was creative. If she was creative, she might be able to, I don't know, create a set like so. But since she's not, it's amazing what she's done being the non-creative person that she is. So we're going to address this once and for all, and then we're never going to talk about it on this here podcast ever again. Okay. As long as the answer is good to my liking. No. As long as the answer agrees with me. We will never talk. About we are this. never going to talk about this again on this podcast. But I have come to this conclusion regarding the creativity topic. And I was actually just talking to your brother, Jason, hmm, about this um, whenever he was here over the weekend. And he's a friend of the pod. And what I have decided is that I'm going to try to articulate this as best I can so people can understand my point of view. And that is, I believe that there are people that come into this world from name mama and they are just naturally creative. Okay. Okay. I do not, not, I don't even not believe I am not one of those people. I'm not one of those people that are just naturally has this like creative gene. With that said, one thing I do know about myself that I've proven with learning to do makeup, even Which like is a creative art. Let me finish. I my think they're thought. called makeup artists if they can it's do makeup. Set, right? Yeah, I feel like they're called makeup artists because it's art that they creative. Color blending, right? I, just like a painter. That's crazy. That is crazy. You gonna let me finish my thought or not? Sure. Is you finished or is you done? Go ahead. Um, so what I do know about myself is that I am a forever student and I feel that I can learn any skill. And so I feel like as I have gone into the quote unquote creative space, whatever that may look like, I have learned to sharpen that skill and that muscle. So I still do not create, consider myself like a creative as so much as I finish. As much as I consider it, I just, I don't like the answer. No, as much as I consider myself a student of something. So even when you're talking about like interior design, and that's not to say that people who do interior design don't learn, you know what I mean? Along the way. I mean, like nobody comes out of their womb like, you know what, as a baby, I wanted to do interior design. But I feel like there are people who just are just naturally good at, okay, so don't talk about interior design specifically, I know, I know. but I'm just let saying. Me, let me say, let me, let say me finish no, my thought. No, I will finish my thought. I'll finish my thought. No. Kanye West, would no, you consider him I, a creative? Sh- stop talking. I ain't talking. You didn't let me finish my thought. I'm not going to let you finish your thought. So, with that said, even when you're talking about like the creativity of this set, I like literally immerse myself in um 
interior design online, like on YouTube. Even remember, we went out to eat not that long ago, and one of the ladies we saw at the restaurant. You don't yeah, remember? remember? And I was like super excited. I was like, oh my God, I follow all of your videos. Anyways, um, so I like immersed myself to a point where I learned, I Googled like Oprah Winfrey set and podcast set and like all of these different sets to where I like taught myself. And so I do feel like at this point I can literally close my eyes and say, okay, this is what I want. This is how it's going to look. This should go here. This, go. But it comes from a point of like I've educated myself to sharpen okay. that skill. Okay. Kevin, would you consider me a creative? Yes. Did I come out of the womb doing stand-up comedy? You've been creative funny your whole life. No, no, that's not what I asked you. Yes, my answer is yes. That's not true. Did I immerse myself in the world of stand-up comedy, watching stand-up comedians perform live, learning the tips and tricks, then practicing? How is that different from what you do? Kanye West, who I consider creative, Uh he immerses himself in music, takes in a lot of music. Greg is creative when it comes to construction and building. He can visualize stuff. But then before he builds it, he says, okay, let me go research how to do this. Josh, who's a photographer, he studies other photographers. Every creative gains some of their creativity from the people who came before them. Right. So what I always feel like you're trying to do is lessen your skill by qualifying that, oh, I'm not creative. I just learned how to do this, which is what everyone does. An artist who learns how to draw practices, they study other people, they go to art school, they become more um, uh, pronounced in their skill set. No one is a born creative. We all are creative and we all expand our skill sets. I think you are always trying to minimize yourself and your creative ability. Therefore, you have to qualify why I'm not just creative. I just learned how to do this. Okay, so can I say two things? If I agree with them. (laughs) I believe two things can be true. Uh, This is not one of them. Yes, it is. I do believe that there are people who obviously... Who? Pick somebody, I don't know. sister Melanie, would you consider her creative? No, I think she's learned to be creative. Mel said, I think there should be a children's book for little girls who highlights little girls. She went and bought children's book. She hired an artist. She created something out of thin air and Mel wouldn't have considered herself a creative, but that's a creative act. Right, right, right. But see, that's what I'm saying. We ain't going, we just disagree. No, we are. No, we're not. Because you said we're not going to talk about this no more and we ain't going to not talk about this until you say, you know what, Kev? I actually agree with you. I am creative. Let me just say one more thing. I do not One of agree my with jokes you. that is doing very well this tour, KevOnStage.com for dates, a whole entire joke that is killing was given to me by Melissa. They she are- said, do not tell the joke because I'm not going to tell you until <laughs> after this tour because I want you to know when you've heard it and you ask, I can tell you which one is hers because it's killed every night. And then this past weekend, she gave me another joke that killed a little more timely than the, uh, or not timely, but uh, relevant. This entire joke, she said, hey, Kev, you know what joke might be funny? If you said this, not only the joke, the beginning, the setup, the punchline, the tag, all given to me by a... Don't lie. Don't lie. I didn't lie. give you all that. Anyways, the point is we have a fundamental difference. No, because you're not telling the truth, but it's okay. The, we have a fundamental difference. And that's I believe we in to you start. and you don't believe in yourself. That is a fundamental difference. Shut up, Joshua. <laughs> and I've instructed Josh to take your side on everything. So if he ever takes my side. Joshua never takes my side, though. his core programming and he knows he that I'm broken, right. broken then. Joshua is broken. <laughs> Reprogram. Because he never takes my side. 
I tell you to shut up every day. <laughs> how, okay. do you, how do I tell you you're not taking my side, which is not taking my side, and then I'm telling you to shut up about taking my side? <laughs> um, Just really didn't want to commend you, though. The set looks amazing. Thank you. I actually do think I did a really good job, and I'm really am excited about it. But... I do. I just think that there are some things that are learned and um, there are some things that are natural. And to say that I am a learned creative, I feel like would be a more natural, a more accurate. Every musician learns their skill. Corey Henry, who I argue is the world's greatest pianist. Call him right now. Organist right now. He played as a child, but he continues to practice and learn and develop. Everyone is a learned creative. No one is naturally just an ability machine. They don't have to do any practice. Their creative juices just flow out of them. No, 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 no. I think you're not understanding all the way what I'm saying. Obviously, you're going to sharpen any natural skill that you have. But what I am saying is there is a difference between talent and a skill. Okay. And so what I am saying is that I do not have the talent of this. I've learned it. Of course, it now even makeup. I didn't. There are people that are just like I just been doing hair my whole life, even as a little toddler. Like I just kind of figured it out, and then you learn. Oh, this is how you're supposed to do this. Oh, this how everyone's going to go through and sharpen that. I'm just saying I didn't like come out or naturally have this interest in the creative space as much as it's been developed. Let me tell you what Melissa's lying about. Okay, so in her early life, Melissa played what did you play? An instrument, I believe. Wait, what does that have to do with anything? I Are, learned that. I didn't have it natural. Oh, my God, Melissa. She was a first chair saxophone so, player. We have a fundamental, dispo, a fundamental difference a, that we are, are not going to agree musician. on. You are a musician. Melissa can still play the sax. That was a stretch. You, you, can you not play the sax? That was a stretch. Do you, know how to, do you know how to read music? I can read music best. When I have a little bit of wine in me. And this is why I want to tell you about First Leaf. They are amazing. We've talked about this a gazillion times before because they're friends of the podcast, friends of our lives. Because whenever you're going out, listen, in real life, when you don't want to have an argument with your husband about (laughs) creativity, have a stay at home date because stay at home dates are inexpensive. They don't require a lot of planning. And all you have to do is get together a nice little dinner, a nice glass of wine and sit and talk and look each other in the eye and tell them how much you love them and not about how much you disagree with them. And First Leaf gives you the opportunity to do just that. All you're going to do is go on to their website. You're going to take their wine quiz to assess your exact wine drinking preferences, whether you like dry wine or sweet wine or robust wine or subtle wine. They allow you to take your um, the assessment, figure out what you like, and then they're going to send you a sample pack based on your preferences. An introductory six pack of wine for only $29.95. You're going to taste them, rate them, and that will allow them to curate your next shipment based on what you like and what you don't like. Sign up with my link and you'll get an exclusive intro offer, six bottles of wine for only $29.95 plus free shipping. Just go to tryfirstleaf.com slash love. That's six bottles of wine for $29.95 plus free shipping. One more time, you're going to go to tryfirstleaf.com slash love. Love. All right. We're putting a, a button on that now, henceforth, and forevermore from now until Jesus' return. We shall not have this conversation again. Okay, moving on. So what we want to do for the month of, what month are we in? We March. are in April. March. 
March. Uh, I want to lay low on all of the heaviness that I've given uh, here recently, even though I really enjoy it. I understand that a lot of us just want, you just want to hear me and Kev argue about what creativity means. Yeah. And that's always a lot of fun. So uh, we are going to just take it light this week, or I'm sorry, this whole month actually, and um, talk about some pop culture things and just kind of take it light. Okay, so I'm a big fan of this. We had the trauma episode. It was BDSM. It, it was a, a lot, but I enjoy it so much. But I also understand that there is something to be said about just being. And I'm always one of those people. Um, every book that I read, I'm trying to like learn something or grow or become better. Like this is an area that needs work on. Start working on it. So read a book about it. And so it's just sometimes you're just like, can I just inhale exhale and just like beat me for a minute and so that's what i want to do um but also i don't know if this is going to be light but i do want to do a melissa 2.0 update episode Woo! melissa 2.0 is creative hello um i do want to do a melissa 2.0 update episode but i think that's going to be light series yeah i wanted it to be today but i kind of flip-flopped them so we'll do this today so what we're going to do today is a live q a if you have not joined our patreon stage crew family you absolutely should where can they go this is me watching them live you can go to kevonstage.com click the patreon they're watching live they got the live cam we watch the love hour live dear kev live rogers and ratchet live and we take your questions and we listen to you more yes than the people so we're going to take their questions today and um, some questions from my book club where we're reading um, Lovey's book, uh, The Do Better Manual. I'm judging you. And it is quite hilarious. Lovey's great. Yeah, she she's is. Funny. And she's really funny. And again, in the spirit of like lightening things up, that's why I picked that book. OK, so the very first question, um, actually, I want to tie back to last week. Okay. And that question is, did you watch the reunion? I didn't watch it. Oh, everyone's asking us to do like an update on what we thought about the reunion. First of all, I don't like Nick Lachey saying, obviously, I'm Nick Lachey. I watched the first five minutes of it. Take it easy, Nick. Yeah. It's not really that obvious anymore. The show's not about you. That show would have been the same without you. I could have hosted that. A small cat could have hosted that show. It was going to be a smash. Obviously, I'm Nick Obvious. Is it obvious? (laughs) It's not obvious. If you're 20 years old, you probably don't know who Nick Lachey is. That's true. You don't care. That's true. It's been a long time since 98 Degrees was popping. Probably since 98. Yeah, these are facts. Okay, I don't even know the other dudes. It was Nick Lachey. Well, that's going to help his argument. The other dude from, uh, who was it? I don't know. AJ was one of them. Uh, Carter, something Carter. Carter. Nick Carter. No, was he in Backstreet Boys? Wait, Nick Lachey is from Backstreet Boys. No, he's from 98 Degrees. Oh, which I don't know. None of the 98 Degrees people. My point is, Nick Lachey, take yourself a little less seriously, bro. It's been oh a minute. Oh, my God. That's so Obviously, funny. Obviously, Nick Lachey. The only boy band group I can name, all of them is NSYNC, and I don't feel no two ways about it. I used to love NSYNC. I can't NSYNC. even name all them. Child. Justin, JC. JC Chevette. Oh, wait. Maybe I can't. Who's the one that went to the moon? Aaron? Nope. No, that's, that's Nick Carter's brother. Oh, my gosh. See? He Most went of to those the group, moon. After two, Nicholas, sit down. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to remember. Anyway. It doesn't matter. Okay, so my final thoughts on the reunion show are thus: uh, Lance Bass, Lance Bass. That's what we were trying yes, to pick up. Thank Lance you. Bass. Just my two cents. Yes, that was a good two cents. It was a good. Two Joey cent. Fatone. Yes, and Joey Fatone. He's a Backstreet Boy. Yes. 
Okay. Okay. So um, my final thoughts on the reunion are that number one, yay for Amber. The only thing that my only like critique is that she actually did not more aggressively and low key she kind of went in though. I wanted to say hit her, but l- let me not oh, advocate for, for ba- let me not advocate violence. Jessica uh, did not realize how bad she looked oh, into the no. reunion. No, no, no. She was just like Eesh. well, and it's also kind of hard because you don't realize how big this show is going to Absolutely. be. Absolutely, they shot and this in twenty eighteen. So- and so it is, you know, a little bit difficult. But I mean, yay for Amber. I am still nervous for Amber and Barnett. Really? I feel like, yeah, their relationship is probably super volatile. I feel like they have yeah. like an intense physical connection and kind of working through their personality um, traits and learning one another. Although it's been a year and a half, maybe they're better now. But in the moment, I was like, oh, child, I kind of could have saw that coming from when y'all was on the island. Um, so that was my issue, or not my issue, but my thing with that. And honestly, Barnett, to me, I don't know if I said this on the last episode, he had the biggest like character arc to me. Yeah. Um, as far as the way they edited him is what I'll say in the beginning to like who he turned out to be. Um, really impressed, really, really super impressed with him actually. And then, um, Gigi or G, whatever she goes by and Damien, people don't like them. I love them. People don't like them. Yeah. I think people aren't really here for them. I think that she has grown. I think she learned that that kind of like toxic, although people were all on Damien and I was like, all on him for like what like trying to say he was the one being a narcissist and maybe i need to watch it again to kind of see that point of view but to me i was like low-key she just hit him with that one barb that was ridiculous though no that was foul that was like that was absolutely foul but i did feel like she did have a lot of up and down i felt like she was constantly testing him and that's not fair to push somebody to the limit as a test to like are you still gonna come back to me right that's not really fair so um yeah, I but where they are today and the growth that they seem to have displayed at the reunion, mm-hmm. I'm here for. Yeah. I think he grew. I think she grew. They seem to be in a much happier, better, healthier position. So I was here for it. I, I like them together. Um, Lauren and Cameron obviously are forever faves. I have DM them. I have emailed them. <laughs> he was rapping uh, on Sway's universe. Was. I'm like, all I right, knew that Cameron, they were in LA because I hawk and stalk <clears throat> everything that they, they live do. here. Or they were just here. No, they were just flying in doing some press. They visited Netflix mm. and all of that. And so, um, I actually watch Lauren's Instagram stories like incessantly. And so she like recorded when they were like going on the plane and that kind of thing. So I knew they were coming to LA. So I was like, let me, Dear you, my name is. Um, no response on my email. My DM was seen by. But they're like going on Ellen. Like yeah, they, exactly. We, After we I saw that, I was like, okay, I get it. They literally have the biggest outlets yeah. available to them. We. But when they were doing like all of their like podcast run and stuff, I was talking to Jason about that. I was like, we need to figure out a PR team that puts us in like if you guys are doing a relationship show and you're trying to hit and market to like black young people listen i'm not trying to you know pat myself on the back but like i feel like we would be a reputable place to like sit down and talk to i agree i just kind of feel like why weren't we like listed and then when i looked at the podcast that they went to i was like we can we hit numbers like that you ain't no bigger than me um so i'm like talk trying your to think, top listen list. for real big though. boss status uh, ain't no secret yay i was about to say bde but i don't think that applies to me Okay, disregard. Big coochie energy, though. BCE. Uh, that's not a thing, though, is it? 
Yeah, big coochie energy. We can make it a thing. Okay, not a thing. She got big coochie energy. Not like a big coochie, but like yeah, it doesn't work the same. Okay, we're moving on. So, anyways, um, that's how I feel about that. Who else did I miss? Mark, I'm happy for. I hope that his uh, oh fish eyed guy. I hope that his DMs. Uh, You better stop. I'm trying to get them on the show. Cut it out. All of them. I literally cannot stand you. I don't want um, them though. Stop it. I don't um, want Jess. I just okay, want... stop it talking. Um, I think that Big Poom Poom energy. That's it. Somebody said that in the comments. Big Poom energy. Buck, buck, buck. Big Poom. Kev's Big about to be poom. out of pocket this whole episode because I Big give him poom the poom. leeway to do that. Big Poom Wagwan Mayute. Big Poom energy up in the place. Buck, buck. Tom Hanks' son, Patois. Big Poom. Big Poom Poom energy. You need to sell that shirt. Okay, so anyways, um, I hope that his DMs are completely flooded and that he finds happiness because he deserves it. And oh, he's Mark, a good, yeah, he's a good guy. With optometrists, <laughs> I can't we can correct this whole thing you got going on. We're going to get your eyes right here. On your... <laughs> oh. I feel bad for Mark, though. That's why you, bro, you got to have some more self-respect, bro. It was yeah. obvious she was trying to play you, bro. Like, he was just—he was just—he was a still trying to get love. with her actually on the mm-hmm. on the reunion. Low key, he, he was. He, that door was left ajar. That's all I'm. She say. treated him so trash. Yeah. yeah whatever. Big boom boom. Um, I hope that <laughs> Jessica, you were about to explode Joshua's ears. <laughs> yeah. Um, I hope that Jessica goes to therapy. Bruh, I'm telling you, I've been getting a lot of dear Kev letters. Women be trash. Jessica is a perfect example. Women be trash. Oh, no, no. She was, she was just, I, I said this with, with Angel. She was an F boy. She was. She was what you thought Barnett was. Absolutely. She was. Absolutely. And he actually was like, actually, no, nah, this is kind of, and yeah. she was just like, everything that was wrong and bad, she did. Yeah, she was terrible. And she looked super old in the reunion. She did, but she looked beautiful on her wedding day. When she ran away from him. She did run away, but she did. I thought that black <laughs> glam squad, I was completely here for it. Um, and then who else did we miss? Uh, Carlton and the girl. Oh, Carlton and Diamond. I thought that I hope that Jessica and Carlton are in therapy together. That's it. Oh, Carlton. Yeah. And Jessica, I thought you meant the Diamond. No. Je- Je- oh, Jessica and Carlton. Yes. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I hope that um, Diamond find happy ha- finds happiness she deserves. And I hope that she's able to heal because we talked about this before risk. I mean, uh, love being a risk. Mm-hmm. And so when you are all in and someone tramples on your heart yeah like that's what makes people afraid to be vulnerable absolutely and so you go on this show recognizing that like there's no possibility and then you get caught up in this moment and you believe that like oh my god what if mm-hmm. and then you meet him in person and he's like the total opposite just completely goes goes flip mode like that's heartbreaking even if they only knew each other for 30 days right like that's heartbreaking so and you um, gotta be embarrassed too yeah it is embarrassing it is everybody was watching that show yeah i know she probably was like i don't know you had a lot of stuff be on netflix maybe this oh my god everybody in the world knows me yes and he said her wig was slipping at the end and you knew it was slipping in the beginning she was supposed to love and protect her yeah he was completely foul for that so that that's kind of my wrap-up thoughts did you have any wrap-up thoughts on that Mm. okay so we're gonna take uh, you guys uh patreon you can ask your questions i'm gonna go to these other questions on here right now ready big boom boom energy okay (laughs) 
Any concerns with the conference and the coronavirus scare? Oh, snap. I didn't even think about that. Nah. No, I don't think so. I don't think I do either. People go to church every Sunday still. I mean, in, in my mind, you can't really predict that. If if that happens, we'll we'll deal with it at the time. My grandma was just texting me, baby, is you gonna have to cancel the show? So like, <laughs> listen, uh, this is an unprecedented thing, but uh I haven't even thought that far at all. I think that we will as we get um April, May time frames, if things don't look better and it's errors and especially if it seems to be getting worse, uh, we'll definitely contact the venue to make sure that we have precautions in place as far as it'll like, probably be a rescheduling, not a cancellation. A rescheduling of the conference. Like Coachella. If, I mean if it if it has to come to that. But what yeah. I'm saying is I would rather have like can we make sure that we have like uh, oh, hand washing. Yeah, hand washing. The crazy thing about the coronavirus, everybody's freaking out, and the CDC is like, it's just, just basically wash your hands. I know. You just basically wash your hands. That's if what you're I'm sick, saying. Stay home. It's better to like, like that's stuff we knew. It ain't like something. Oh, you got to you know, it's a respiratory thing. You got to air quality. It's literally yeah. the same thing we should have been doing. By the way, so funny when I was at the airport, you know, people don't be in the bathroom, uh, or men. The bathroom is not usually full. The amount of people washing their hands. When I just landed back in LA, I was like, okay, so y'all just weren't doing this mm-hmm. before. There, the bathroom was freaking pandemonium, and a dude yeah. still peed and walked straight out of the bathroom. I'm like, you just don't care about life. Well, that's the thing. People don't care. People don't have good hygiene. And I mean, at the end of the day, I think as long as you are taking the necessary precautions, however, if you are sick, don't come like yeah. don't go out you know what i mean that's how things spread but i think as long as you are like doing what's necessary to take care of yourself i think on a personal level i'm not all that fearful yeah. but i also we're talking about this group versus um coachella is this many people yeah we're talking so about 500 600 much, people yeah so that's and coachella's a lot of drugs and yeah it's just different yeah yeah so that's kind of my feelings on that Anything else you want to add? Big poom poom energy is what I want to add. Big poom poom energy. You have big poom poom energy, Liz. I did today a little bit. You did. I did a little bit. Uh, Melissa, for all the books you've read on the subject, what has helped you the most get out of your own way in the bedroom? Of course, without getting too personal. And what ways could you still grow in that area? Oh, snap. I know. That was a great question. That was. I know. I I liked it. That's why I picked it. And I like Alicia, too. She's sweet. Um, Okay. So... I've said again, it always goes back to like what I said, even at the beginning of the show, when we were talking about um, creativity, I am a forever student and I've actually learned I'm a segue, like go off on a tangent and then I'll come back. I've actually learned the good and bad with that. Did I just tell you this revelation too? I've been like really self-examining myself this week. This is why I need like levity in my life Um, because I really do feel like I am a forever student. The problem with being a forever student is that, I'm always in the role of like, teach me that Mm. I have a hard time taking the authority to teach someone else. Yeah. So like in this setting, it's my own setting. Like, obviously I can enjoy this all the time, but when I'm with someone, especially when I'd be like, you kind of not saying that correct or actually that is not, I won't correct them. Really? Yeah. (laughs) I have a hard time. Kev over here with that coronavirus. I need to clear my throat. You drink some water, dude. I'm drinking it. Um, you said you got a fever. <laughs> Let's check your symptoms. I got no fever. Um, I had this cough for like a minute. It won't go away. I know. So that that is my like, 
you know. Explain that cough, somebody said. You need to. That's kind of my hesitation with that, is that I sometimes find myself always in the role of student. And never actually going to never, the, the yeah, active And being able it. to say like, oh, I, I know enough about this subject. Like I can tell you, like I'm an authority figure on this subject and I can tell you like that's actually you If you were a white man, you would not feel no way. Oh, I know. Me and my sister have this conversation all of the time and not just white men, men in general. Men too. I'd be like, oh yeah, I can yeah, speak there, on this. There's a lot of like, oh, I have an opinion so that makes me an authority. Yes. And I don't operate on opinion. I'm like, what does the research say? Yep. What, let me read a book about it before I come to you with some with some knowledge. or You know what I mean? Like I always mm-hmm. want to make sure that what I'm saying is based in fact and not just like this is my lofty opinion about yeah, it. Yeah. And so so, but because of that, I also find myself always hesitating because I'm like, well, do I really know? Have I read enough on it? Well, is that a Why credible Why do you think source? you have to be validated so much before you feel confident to speak on something? I think because my natural gifting is teaching, I take it seriously, the information that you I don't put want out. To speak I don't want wrong. to speak anything wrong. And I never want what I say to for someone to be led astray. Got it. To I never want that. Yeah, so I, get that. I always want to like. But then that make sometimes sure, hinders you from saying right, right. it. Right, and that's what I'm saying. It's like good and bad. Got and it. so I always feel I always feel like as long as I'm learning from an expert, I am a very teachable person. Yeah, for sure. Um, I completely immerse myself in makeup in the makeup world, and now I'm at a point where I, I don't consider myself an artist, but. Like I can beat my own face. Like I can make it happen. I wouldn't consider myself an interior decorator, but listen, for the past six weeks, I've watched every video on this here YouTube. Okay. Every single one. I followed every single account. You wouldn't consider yourself an author, but you've written a book. And so, shut up. Okay, stop it. But my point is, I've now learned this is what you should do. This is what you shouldn't do. This is how to make this do this. This is how learn your like. I've learned all of that. Um, so that's all I have to say about that. So I really feel like education is the biggest piece for me, and anything that helps me like learn. What do you have to say? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so what would they say? What they say? Let me go back. Oh Let's got Kevin what? <laughs> a taste of C. No, it got Let's got Kevin taste of C. That's what that cough called. Oh, oh, seed. Seed. <laughs> That's funny. That was weeks ago. It was. Um, but if you're having trouble tasting your own seed and maybe you would like to, Blue Chew is here to help. They are a friend of the podcast. We absolutely love and adore Blue Chew. As a matter of fact, in my book club, one of the ladies commented and was like, shout out to Blue Chew because as a higher desire woman, I just want to say thank you because we had a great night. And I was like, yes, you're welcome. And so to Blue Chew, thank you so much for allowing high desire women to get the night that they deserve and men the erection they deserve. If this is your first time uh, listening to the podcast and you don't know what Blue Chew is, you should ask me, Melissa, what's Blue Chew? What's Blue Chew, list? Blue Chew brings you the first chewable cha- tablet with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. Blue Chew is prescribed online by licensed phys- physicians so you don't have to go to the doctor's office or wait in line at the pharmacy, which can be really embarrassing and you feel like everyone is looking at you 
and mm-hmm. judging you. So being able to do this from the comfort of your own home, uh, but have the advice of a licensed physician is something that's really important. Uh, they're made in the U.S. and since Blue Chew pre- is prepared and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. And best of all, there's no more awkwardness. Right now, if you're waiting for your special night, if you're look- waiting for the erection that you deserve, if you are a woman and you are hot and bothered and you are looking for the night that you deserve, what you are going to do is go to BlueChew.com, enter promo code LOVE, love. and you get to try Blue Chew for free. Just pay $5 for shipping. Mm-hmm. Again, go to BlueChew.com, enter promo code LOVE, love. try it for free, just pay $5 mm-hmm. for shipping. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice to an erection, them. and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. I also want to tell you about Rothy's. Why? Because feet be hurting. <laughs> feet be hurting. Feet be hurting. And hurtin if you me. have a job that, what'd you say? Shut up. Okay, well, hold on a second. Phoebe Hurton. So you need uh, comfortable shoes to allow you to accomplish everything on your to-do list, which normally includes running errands, going here, there, and everywhere. And you want a comfortable pair of shoes that are not only comfortable, but you don't want to sacrifice style. And while we're at it, listen, they started making other things too. They make bags for on the go because when you live in states like California where you have to pay 10 cents, if you don't have your own bag in yep. the store, yes, that is a thing. You have to pay 10 cents. If you do not bring your own bag to the grocery store, you want a bag that is environmentally friendly, yep. that's cute, and it's going to last. You can throw it in your car, go to the grocery store, and be like, I got my stuff, get my 10, ten, ten cents back. <laughs> They're carefully crafted with eco-friendly materials like repurposed plastic bottles and marine plastic. And they're crazy comfortable and fully machine washable. Rothy has quickly grown to the most love gotta have brand. It's no surprise they have over nearly one thousand perfect reviews check out the amazing shoes and bags available right now at rothys.com slash love hour that's rothys.com that's r-o-t-h-y-s dot com slash love hour comfortable style and sustainability meet to create your favorite new styles, head to rothys.com slash love hour. Love hour. All right. Did I answer that fully question? That question fully? No, you didn't talk about how you got better at sex in the bedroom because of the books you read. Hello? Didn't I say education? Um, I didn't know where that was going. That's why my eyes got big. And then yeah, you didn't talk specifically down. about like how you learned to flip that thing now, flip it in reverse. So, Yo 50-50 man yet. Books, um, definitely. Education definitely um, helps. I feel like the more literally I feel like the older I get and the more comfortable I get in my own skin and the more comfortable I get with like challenging some of the things that I was taught growing up mm-hmm. um, the better I am at this age does that make sense in the better you mean I said the more comfortable age. you are in your skin the more comfortable I am in your skin okay but it also comes from big poom poom energy <laughs> I hate all of you all of you here today I do um, I think that you realize that you are a blank slate coming into this world and people impose their beliefs on Man. you and their morals and values on you. And you never had an opportunity to start blank and learn for yourself. And so I feel like as I'm like stripping away all of that. That's actually so true. Yeah. So Jay Versace said this. He said, do you realize you 
all we are is someone else's thoughts. Absolutely. Someone else thought of so much of our culture, like so much of our DNA, me and you specifically, is black culture, black church, like, and that's all an imprint mm-hmm. of, you know, if, if even if our parents weren't born in the, or neither of our parents were in the military, we'd have a totally different outlook on life. Right. Um, and me and Melissa were talking about this last night. So much of what we were taught that we took as gospel that we unlearned. Absolutely. Like, you know, we, we're ever changing, ever learning. And that's kind of one of the beauties of, of marriage, of being married to the same person, uh, is being a part of that growth pattern. Because, you know, we... So much of our marriage has changed. We, we were just talking about this last night. We were talking about somebody actually asked about moving. Had we not moved, our life would be entirely different. Oh, yeah. We if were our just parents would have just night. retired and both lived in Washington and our, you know, Nick and Mel would have stayed and my brother would have stayed, it would have been that much harder to move here. Yes. You know what I mean? And if we didn't move here, Josh's life would be different. Greg's life would be different. You know what I mean? Like all these things kind of work together. Like, if you didn't support me on this move, we, I don't know where I would be. Yeah. Like I'd be on tour and I'd be like doing stand up and I'd be like, this is like crazy. Mm-hmm. But you supporting me allowed that to happen. You know right. what I mean? Like you allow you, because it was a comedian we were talking to me into here. Like he had a baby and his girl was like, you need to help me with this baby. And yeah. he's like, man, but I want to do stand up. Like, so he can't. Yeah, right. Like he had to get a regular job and that stunted his stand up comedy career. So, you being like, all right, I'll, you know, I'll do the house stuff. I worked a regular job. Like part of you saying you're not creative and just being comfortable with working a regular job allowed us to be at this point. Right. And I, you know, this is why I could never leave you for a white woman because you are the reason we're here. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm the one on stage, you held down the house and and supported me literally financially, emotionally, um, and even with my jokes, because we haven't talked about this in depth, but beginning of this tour, my stand-up confidence mm-hmm. was in the toilet. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not funny. I can't do this. Thing. I'm not funny. I'm going to keep coming out with new jokes and nobody loves me anymore. And this was like, you need to you need to set up as many L.A. shows as you can. You need to do this, do, do that. And don't worry about me. Don't worry about the boys. Get out there and make sure that set is tight. And I was like, yes, ma'am. I will do that. You know what I mean? So... Uh, we talk a lot about dynamics, and I think that's um, important. And in the bedroom, also, uh, you didn't say this, but I know this is true. Another big part of it is the comfortability in your relationship. Yes. If you are feeling secure in your relationship, loved, supported, seen, heard, valued, it allows you to feel more free in the bedroom. I, I just got a dear cap question that I'm not going to answer because it's dead serious, and I'm like, Sometimes I feel bad about making fun of people. Yeah. Most of the time I don't, but sometimes I do. <laughs> but, you know, basically what she was saying is my husband doesn't respect me. He just wants me for sex. Like, and he, you know, he's just using me for it, basically. And it's like, if you're not feeling seen in your relationship, it's you're not going to feel comfortable in the bedroom. Absolutely. Not. And when we were going through last year and we were, you know, Melissa 1.5 before you got to 2.0, it was affecting every part of our relationship. Mm-hmm. And until that part feels good, you're not going to, you know, uh, you're not going to feel comfortable in there because that is your most vulnerable. You're literally naked. You open up your orifices to penises and tongues and fingers and, and vibrators and butthole plugs. I don't know why. Anal beads. Doughboy, don't ever look at me like that when he's lifting off a list like that. <laughs> okay, banana out of the coochie guy over here. He feels a different way about it. Wait, oh, did you guys my- talk about that? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, we had a whole Amsterdam episode. Oh, right, 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 right. Oh, my God. Kevin, we're live. 
Don't fall, don't fall for the banana and the coochie. Forget the tailpipe. It's the banana and the coochie you don't want to fall for. <laughs> oh my god! Okay. I know what I'm saying. Because you looked up when I said butthole yeah, plug. Yeah, no, he you're looked like, at me. You're like, butthole plug, miss. <laughs> <laughs> this ain't the Rona. Just. <coughs> First of all, the fact that you nicknamed it me, y'all been friends for a long time. That Rona be out there. I just have a cough uh, I can't shake. Um, okay, so. Did we answer that question fully? One of the things that I think is really important that you kind of hit on, and I want to just not make this deep, but sometimes I do, is that the three questions that people are always asking in their relationship is, do you hear me? Do you see me? Do you value me? Yeah. And we talked about that as far as intimacy. Those are the, um, with um, sexologist Shemire, those are the three questions people are asking all of the time in some way or another that's at the root of what you're asking do you see me do you hear me do you value me and when a person isn't feeling that those three levels of connection that is a break in intimacy and it is hard to be vulnerable with someone um who you don't feel safe with one thing you didn't say that i forgot i'm sorry go ahead i was gonna say that goes back to what i have learned is that a lot of us have feelings and again I've said this a gazillion times so this ain't new if you've listened to the podcast one of the biggest things was learning what I was actually feeling putting words to what I was feeling Mm. being able to accurately articulate what was going on what I was thinking why am I feeling like this what what's going on with me why don't I open it if y'all heard him God. Why don't I feel um, a connection to Kev? Why don't I feel safe? Why don't I feel like going through those questions and realizing, oh, this is why. Yeah. Oh, this is what's going on. Oh, this. so then we can come to the table and learn to do better. And Other- also for me to help you, a lot of times it's important that I understand what the complaint is. Yes. Because early, I remember before we got to vulnerability, it was we don't talk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm like, OK, let's put our phones down and talk. And then that wasn't working. And you were saying, okay, it's not talking. It's, okay, our talking is surface level. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about deep stuff. Let's talk about hopes and dreams, blah, blah, blah. Then we did that. And then that wasn't working. You're like, actually, what it is, and I don't remember how long it took you to drill down. Like, you're not being vulnerable enough, sharing your fears. And then that was like a breakthrough. And that's one of the things I think that we really offer a lot of on this podcast is giving people the, you know, voice to their feelings so they can say, oh, this is what I've been feeling. I can say this and then I can express that to my partner. And I think that's kind of what really helps um, also. And another thing in the bedroom that you, that you've said before, you didn't say today, you had to own your own sexuality. Oh, absolutely. And I think there was a a big part of our life or my need to fix it where I was like, I'll help you. I I feel comfortable. And then I had to real, you, you realized and shared with me like I don't, I, okay, I don't think Mm -hmm. I don't need you to do this. I'm going to do it. And there's nothing you can do. And then I don't remember, was it Emily or the Higher Desire? Maybe it was Higher Desire. What was her name? The Higher Desire doctor from uh, North Carolina? Oh, um, I forgot. Uh, but she was saying you are responsible for your own orgasm. From Four Play Sex Radio? Yeah. And I was like, hold up. Now what? You yeah. know what I mean? So things like that are really um were really helpful to me to, to understand that I, it wasn't something that I could fix, you know. Um, Watson, Lorianne Watson. Lorianne Watson. I thought it was Laura, but I couldn't. Yeah. Uh, I was like, Laura Dern? Yeah. I, that's a girl from Marriage Story. Okay, did you see any questions in the oh, Patreon? If not, I have I, another one. Go ahead. I saw one, but I got to go back and find it. Okay, put your questions in the Patreon. We're at answering your questions live. Okay, with... Um, 
Okay, go. This uh, Angelica said, as military kids, what advice would you give military parents? What help or resources do you wish you had as a child? So the question is, mm. as military kids, what advice would you give military parents or what advice would you give military kids? What resources do you wish you had as a child? Oh, what resources do I wish I had? Um, That's a question I wanted. One thing that I, so the good thing about the military for the kid is that everybody was, well, living on a military base is a lot easier than not. Yes. Because when you're living on a military base, you feel like everything, everybody's going through the same thing. Yes. My dad goes to TUI. He's gone for six months. That's common. People's dads are always coming and going. So mm-hmm. you don't feel like, oh, my, my, my dad ain't here. Right. Dad goes to the field. Like when me and Melissa were there, her dad be in the field for two weeks. He come back. My dad go be in the field for two weeks. Um, my dad actually sat us down and said, uh, <laughs> it's army first, family always is the thing they told them. And he was like, guys, but you need to understand that that army first means that's yeah. before you guys. Yeah. So my dad used to have to do some like traveling quickly and for a long time. That was kind of the hardest part for me. Um so the advice is it's kind of the advice that I we give our kids. Like we don't live a traditional lifestyle. Yeah. I'm gonna be traveling a lot. Your mom's gonna be traveling a lot. And because of that you're gonna get to do some things that you wouldn't normally get to do or that other kids won't get to do. But you're also gonna have a difference in life where you're, I'm going to be gone more than most kids' dads are going to be. So we found that with our kids, and I'm, I know they're not military kids, but you can apply the same logic. Um, talk to your kids like regularly. Yeah. Like keep them informed. Keep them informed of like, yes, I'm travel. I'm going to be on tour, and uh, take their advice yes. or their suggestions. Like when Joe was like, "Yo, y'all both being gone a lot is a lot," and then when y'all are both gone, can it be a family person? as opposed to a babysitter, like, and then really like listen to their things. Cause what we had to learn as military kids and what our kids have to have to learn there, there's some things you cannot change. Right. Like when you're in military, you're going to be moving every three to five years. That's not going to change. So, um, having, uh, important family time is important because you're going to be, you know, especially that first six months in a new duty station, you're going to feel like you don't know anybody, yeah. you know, and all that type of stuff. So, um, I think you got to have your core really tight game nights, core family fun was really important. And just c- constant communication with your kids is going to be imperative. That was good. Next question. How do you guys manage unnecessary critique, comments or judgment from the super traditional Christians who view your work as <coughs> too progressive? Your your who view your progressive work ideas and platforms as too secular. I don't really pay attention to that much anymore to it Mm-mm. I just feel like the quite honest truth is 10 years ago I would have been mad at my own self actually Kevin and I have this conversation all the time that sometimes we're shocked at ourselves at yeah. how far we come uh, because come it literally this we have really far and sometimes I feel I can feel myself judging myself for being at this point let me tell you about masturbation growing up Segway? We were taught you nah. ain't supposed to spill no seed. Bro, Onan, I feel like his name was, he spilled seed and that's all I, you can masturbate, you, know, you can't masturbate into Onan and spill that seed. That thought was first challenged for me about five years ago by a pastor online. And I was like, hold up now, what you're talking? And he was basically saying in context, that wasn't what he was talking about, blah, 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 you can, you know, blah, blah, blah. Now, let's just say I feel differently about it. 
And it's very helpful to be on the road and be like, hey, Liz, you understand me? What I thought I thought, I don't think no more. Hey, man, <laughs> God's got a plan so for my annoying. life. Face, if you're FaceTiming sex, okay, boom, show me the butt, 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 butt. That's like electronic sex. Old Kevin wouldn't have been cool with that. New Kevin, all them hotel nights alone, <laughs> don't come a knocking to here. I'm busy. You understand me? I need to feel the way I feel so that I, I can't focus. I can't do no stand up. You can't focus right now. I can't. <laughs> so, um, so Melissa had an interesting topic on her Facebook today, and uh, this is unrelated but related. But this girl, a white woman, was arguing about race, and another white woman came to collect her and her things, and she said, "Gathered her." Your response, what you're probably feeling is defensiveness because your way of thinking is the challenge. And that's what I feel like happens with the church community a lot. Your natural disposition is defensiveness because your thinking is challenged, but this thinking is tied to how we view the world yes. and eternity. So I don't expect church people, super, you know, church people to change that stuff easily because I didn't even. Right. I was, you know, and we talk about gay people and transphobic and sex, and we were taught a very narrow view of all these things. So me and Melissa are still unlearning them. Some people haven't got to that mm-hmm. point. They are where we were 10, 15 years ago. So all I can do is challenge that uh, and hope you feel the way. But I get so much stuff, man. People are upset about Christian. They're upset about live. They're upset about this. People are always upset. So what I've just been focusing on is the positive stuff. People just be having something to be negative about. I can't I can't be bothered with all your negativity. I agree. The negativity is something that I try not to um, get too far down the loop on. But what I have found is that uh, there is a what I've been learning, actually, that behind every critique is a want or an ask. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes I take those and try to identify like maybe what you're really trying to communicate. Yeah. Well, these are for, not for the Christian people. These are just people that just like kind of critique what we're doing or, you know, have something to say. And it's like, okay, what can I got, gather from this that right. can get a little bit better? What people don't always understand is that um, if you're thinking it, I've probably heard it 50, 11 times. Yep. And so you can get defensive because you're yeah. like, y'all, I just heard it yesterday from 30 people. Now you come in here right. today and tell me that I don't want to hear it. I'm sensitive. Um, but I do try to at least grow from yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. Um, and as far as like the Christian community who may think that what we're doing is too progressive or too secular, um, honestly, I feel bad for them. And I don't know if that's an appropriate thing to say, but I do because I posted a picture the other day from when I was in when we were in high school and I had that outfit on and I'm literally thinking to myself, why was I 21 years old dressed like a missionary and thinking that what I wanted to be was a church mother. Like I lit, like it. you had yes. stockings on. I wanted at to wear. 16, give me the longest dance down to my ankles. Give me this, and thinking that that my what I wore was a reflection of my relationship with Christ. Hey, that bullshit. It took a long time to recognize that that is something that is so personal. And that's why I believe the Bible says man looks on the outward and God looks at the heart. Yes. Because we get so caught up in, do you fit the part that I believe? Uh-huh. And all I'm saying is, don't, this, you can't tell that by, by looking at Absolutely me. Absolutely You can't not. tell that by looking at There someone. was girls with full length jean skirts on getting smashed at church. Yes. So in some ways, the skirts were easy access. There was girls in, getting smashed in the Sunday school room during revival. Right. But they had that jean skirt on. Right. 
And all I'm saying is full of peen. Uh, and I'm still Jeans pretty conservative in real life. I really am pretty conservative, but I've educated myself to do better, to learn better, to not just accept um, what I've been taught across the pil- pulpit as what the word says, because yeah. those two things don't always yep. line up. They're often infused with personal bias. And so learning for myself has been, you know, it just helps me to not like you'll get there one day and if you don't god bless you this is where i am in my life and i don't feel no two ways about it listen we were mad at kirk franklin for making stomp yes for those of you who think gospel music has gone too far we were legit like hip-hop like it's ridiculous it really was they were legit upset that kirk franklin made revolution Mary Mary made shackles. Like, people just gonna be mad. People gonna be Shut mad. Shut up, Gertrude. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you what you shouldn't be mad at. Creativity, skills, learning new skills. And you guys are gonna laugh at me, but I really did look at the creativity uh, episode, so to speak, on Skillshare. Did because you really? I'm a forever student and these are the things that I do with my spare time. When I'm learning something, listen, I'm all in, okay? I'm learning everything about it. And they legit have um, a, a Skillshare session on creativity and they tell you about like how to be inspired mm. and how to, you know, like sharpen those skills mm. and like all of these things. I found it really fascinating actually. And Skillshare has tons of things that I'm sure would be intriguing and of interest to you. It's time to explore new skills, deepen, deepen existing passions and get lost and creativity with Skillshare's online classes. You might find something that might just surprise you and even better inspire you. Skillshare is an online learning community where millions come together to take the next step in their creative journey, which I love because we're constantly talking about creativity. I'm surrounded by um, people that are very highly creative and I just think that some of that stuff is kind of rubbing off on me and that's what's allowing me to step into this creative space. Skillshare is also incredibly affordable, especially when compared to pricey in-person classes and workshops. An annual subscription is less than $10 a month. Explore your creativity and get two months free of premium membership at Skillshare.com slash love hour. That's two whole months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free. Get started and join today by heading to Skillshare.com slash love love hour that's two free months of unlimited access thousands of classes and all you have to do is go to skillshare.com slash love hour all right next question i got a couple hold on okay one when you guys moved to la how did you find friends that's the one i have is it yeah other than work kev meeting comedians stand-up scenes where you just talk about friendship as adults first of all we didn't have no friends for the first probably year scotty and d were our only friends because we knew them from Washington. You knew Scotty from Washington. Uh, we didn't meet D. Oh yeah, you're right. Met D here. She's mm-hmm. to sing with Scotty at the comedy show. Um, but then I didn't meet nobody until I started working at ADD. And Melissa had her work friends uh, from work, but it's hard to find new friends as adults. Yeah. In real life. And honestly, I would say the friends that you see us with now are probably your coworkers. Initially. Josh work together. Yeah. Doughboy. And the only other people that I really hang around are like Shari, who we've just known for it seems like forever. And then my sister and Greg and really Mel it. and the baby. Yeah, my sister, my brother in law, their family. So like 
Kim Moe's. They didn't here. have a he's choice. I know Kim Moe's is here. You guys can't but see him. Be, but he be traveling. He don't be here. No, it's Kim be doing the things. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know that we really, do we have really good advice for people? I don't know how you find making friends. Making an adult as a friend is low-key the hardest also thing on planet Also making friends as an adult. <laughs> you said making adults as friends. Oh, did I? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't even hear myself. I was like, you're so creative. You put sentences backwards. What's happening here? Uh, making friends as <laughs> I think an adult online helps is hard. though. Meet, meeting people online and then meeting them in person yeah. if they live in your same city. Uh, I think that's a big part of how people are finding friends as adults. Um, but if I didn't work at ADD, I don't know how I would know anybody. Yeah, I don't either. Um, I really don't have a lot of friends for being honest. Hey, I'm your friend. You got a friend in me. Big Next boom question. Boom Listen. You got a friend in me. Hold on. I don't know how many times I said big poom poom energy. I want somebody to take all the big poom poom energies and make a long video. Somebody will. Uh, we got this question a couple of times. Would okay. you guys ever go to couples therapy? Would you guys ever? Yes, absolutely. I got therapy tomorrow again. We're trying to get a therapy to sponsor the podcast, the whole network, actually. Dear Kev, Love Hour, and Righteous and Ratchet, so we can do online therapy. Yeah, I'm a proponent of therapy as a person who's one one time. One, I would do it as an episode. I mean, let me be clear. Let me back up. Uh, I would go <laughs> to couples therapy and then do a this is what happened, this is what we, we learned my girl. episode. I would do that. You want to go with me tomorrow? Does she expect on a couple or is she expecting? No, no, no. I want you to go. Nah, man. Go with me. I got problems. Go by I yourself. I got problems on top. She's actually a specialist in uh, couples therapy. Couples therapy. I would love to go. No, but I, I kind of want you to go. Can't get no help from my sister or my brother. Yes, the answer is we would go to couples therapy. We actually talked about it a couple of times. Um, we never did it, but we talked about it and we would do it. Probably will do it this year. Let me just jump out and say we're going to do it. I will do it. Totally. All right. One more question I found. Uh, Oh, wait. Hold on. I think I might have lost it. This is a great question that I've asked all the time. Have nudes been sent? (laughs) They haven't, though. They haven't. (laughs) I was just laughing to give you guys, throw you off the scent. You know, we're still believing God. For the day where a picture of a smooth boy. I I just don't. I don't touch. Nudes have been sent from my phone to hers. I don't trust none of the internet. Big peen energy. And I fire them off three o'clock in the afternoon. Next question. I don't know why. You picking the boys up from school? Check your phone. Penis. What are you doing, Cal? Showing you what you're missing while I'm in Kansas City, huh? So I'm trying to get her more comfortable with the thought of you sending me. Here's a big picture of my balls. You see them? What do you think? Miss them? They'll be back Monday morning. Now, if you want to send a Joshua reciprocating picture his mic. <laughs> of the poom poom, I would love it. But we're still believing God. Trust me, if I get the news, it's going to be the podcast topic. <laughs> That's why I'm not going to do news it. News have been in deliberate. Uh, you know... Just one day, Liz. I don't trust the internet. They have a new app. They have apps that are I don't trust apps. I don't trust the internet. I don't trust coughs. I don't trust you coughing right now today. Ultimate Intimacy has a secret app that you can send encrypted in their thing. Someone needs to disinfect the entire... Just keep your face out of it. Nobody will know it's your butt but me. If someone gets your phone and think it's somebody's body other than mine, I'm going to have an attitude about that. How about that? That's how far you thinking? If yes. somebody steals my phone and sees the news and they think it ain't you? Yes. 
This now is I what got you a, think about. Now I got an attitude. All, I got to have an attitude with the whole internet, <laughs> with you, with this imaginary girl. That don't mean make sense. It if you absolutely do, Okay, makes how about sense. this? Boom, boom. Just came up with an idea right off the top. FaceTime nudes, there's no proof. If you FaceTime? If you're FaceTiming me, boom, titties. Okay, we're moving No, on. no, listen, listen. If you FaceTime titties and I see it, nobody, once you hang up, that's gone. I'll take it. I'll take that as a compromise. I'll take FaceTime titties. Next question. Okay. Do you have one? No, I thought you had one. That no, was I couldn't mine. find it. Child, is there another question, Joshua? We're all over the place. I hope y'all are enjoying this all over the place episode. I want y'all to know I'm in here like there's no structure. We had no questions. Okay. Um, has there ever been a time you felt really disconnected from each other? And if so, did you work through it? That's a great question. There's been times. Uh, absolutely. I think the entire second tour or was first. it the first tour? First tour was tough. It was the first tour. First tour was big, dis- big um, disconnected energy. <laughs> It was a lot, man. In hindsight, sometimes I'd be on the road and I'd be like, we really did that. Wait, we really did? The tour, we went from nothing to a touring thing, working full-time jobs. Like, I can't believe it. It was a lot on us. It was a lot on the kids. It was a lot on relationship. It was a lot. It was just a lot. And um, it's crazy because we were spending more time than ever together physically in the same space but because of all the other stuff we were going through yeah. we felt you know there were times where we and it wasn't all the time yeah, you know yeah. it was you know but there were times where we felt like man if it weren't for the love hour and having to do that together we might not have talked yeah there was a lot of times the love hour broke up some beeps we hadn't been talking i mean Lisa sat right next to me on the plane and i own my headphones on she had her headphones on and then get off the armrest hello you know so uh yeah, we we felt disconnected um, a lot on tour and and in our relationship. Yeah, last, what was it 2018? Yeah, probably a lot. That was a tough spot for yeah. us. That I remember that Christmas at your dad's house. It was a lot Woo! of um, there was a lot Woo! of transition going on at that time. I was coming off my job. I was part-time ish um actually i was fully part-time by this time i like thought i was gonna quit didn't quit and dropped down first, to part-time that was the first thing then found that the first, out that they that were was the first anyway. yeah and uh, that was like the first like point of transition then it was then we started the tour and that started to transition and then it was like well where do i fit in this world yep. and i wasn't quite sure about that and um the tour energy was weird to me because what's interesting, I don't know how much we've um, actually talked about this. I know I've talked about it with Joshua off camera, I think um, that to begin with, even going back to that friend question, when Kev worked at ADD, these were his <coughs> friends. Like all of those people were, and I don't mean that negatively, but I just mean like as a fact, you know what I mean? You worked with these people every single day, five days a week, 40 hours a week, uh, five days, 40 hours. Okay, we're going to allow it uh, for three years or whatever it was by the time we went on this tour. Yep. I never really interacted outside of like a work party, a here, work and party yeah. here and there with these people. And so trying to figure out like, and I can be really like socially awkward, mm-hmm. like in real life. Big I can be, uh, 
I can be like really weird about like hugging people, and sometimes I'd be like, like Jay Z oh. in that video. Yes, God, I feel like my my energy is always like I kind of don't want you to touch me. Actually, like I don't know who you are. I don't really know how I feel. And some of it just grows goes back to like how I grew up. It just I'd be weird sometimes about it. And so um, that can be weird. And like again, just trying to find my place in it. It was just a lot of like transition. And I don't know that I was actually made a post about this like during this season that I felt like I was kind of like shoved into it and kind of learned to fly right before I hit the ground. Man. I mean, she was crashing, she was burning. Mm, And And it was like immediately, um, it's like as soon as things kind of started like clicking and I started learning again how to articulate myself and figuring out what was wrong with me and learning like my place and what that looks like. Um, And if I'm being 100% honest, I feel like the Love Hour podcast saved me. You did. I feel like that is what gave me a voice. It gave me purpose. Um, oh, I just got emotional. <laughs> this was not supposed to be a deep episode. <laughs> Why did I, get I don't. I, I didn't. I didn't do nothing. I didn't say feel your feelings. I just said nothing. I don't know nothing. <laughs> I don't know why I got emotional, but um, I know I'm saying. <laughs> Give me your hand. Oh, it's okay to touch you. <laughs> like Lauren and Cameron um, <laughs> um, but I do feel like because I am the person that got like a lot of um, purpose and meaning and like a sense of identity from going to work clocking and doing a good job being a reliable person like being you know that go-to person at work walking away from that I found myself like well, now what do I do? Who is that girl? Yes. I, I mean, literally. That is, listen, though, that is, most people don't, that is a life change. Yeah. Most people, for the most part, they go to work every day. Mm-hmm. Some people love their job. Some people hate it. But people very rarely make a career. That's a big ask for someone who doesn't consider themselves. Uh, at that time, you didn't consider yourself creative or entrepreneurial. Your yeah. Your money story is my dad went to work every day. My mom went to work. And now you're asking me to not go to a regular job, right? go on tour, be away from my kids, be away from my home. That is like uh, that one song I did a 180 that yeah. everybody, uh, oh Dua Lipa. <laughs> it's, you know, I did a 180. Hey Siri, what's that song that I did a 180? Oh, is it a pop song right now on the yeah. radio? Oh, I know what you're talking about. It's, um. I think it's Dua Lipa. Yeah. It's like, leave me a. Yeah. How does it go? And I did a 180. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Siri, you don't never do right. Everything I ask you to do. Oh. See me dancing with somebody. Doom, doom. That's you. Yeah, you did a 180 or full 180. Crazy, which is funny. In the TikToks, people always spin 360 degrees around and oh. say it did it for 180, but it's just half, half anyway. the circle. But <laughs> that is a big ask. Yes. Like my dad, your dad, they did one job for 20, right. 20. My dad did like almost 30 years. Your dad did 20 years. Mm-hmm. Like you were doing this one path. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to work at the bank, have your kids, raise them, go to college, retire. Wait, Wait hold up. 
moving. Yes. No military. Yes. Not retire. Now you're not good at the job. Now you can't show yourself good at a job, but you're going to have to go and speak in front of people. I'm not creative. I got to talk in front of people. These are Kev's friends. Like, that is a lot. Mm -hmm. And then you feel, and your husband ain't, you feel like I ain't backing you up. Yeah. You know, we have that. Like, that's a lot of mitigating factors, mm -hmm. you know. So uh, I feel like we deserve the life we were giving ourselves because we went through some hard stuff to get mm -hmm. to it. Uh, we took some humongo risks. Yes, I remember when did. I was, man, I told Tony to hear what I was going to pay them and then cover all the travel. And Josh was coming. And I was just like. <laughs> Especially when you think that money. a lot of times people don't <laughs> cover the travel and hotel and pay you. They don't. No. Once I found out, I was like, you get most a comedians fee are like, hold on, wait, you paying and travel yourself, cover your own. We were paying for dinners, hotel, <sighs> airfare, and you're getting a fee. I found out comedians much more famous than I are paying rates much lower than I. Yes. And you got to get there yourself. And you got to sell their merch. I was like, I could have got away with that. The clubs don't even pay nothing. But I just couldn't live like that. But that, man, it was a couple months. I didn't know the tour was going to be profitable until two months. And I was like, okay, we actually have enough money to pay Tony's yeah. here for the rest of the time. <laughs> like, me and Melissa wasn't going to get paid first. No. You know what I'm saying? Like, we didn't know it was profitable until we could pay the people. And Josh was just a little baby. He had a little car. Meet me. He didn't know if he was going to put that car. He still got that car. baby car. And, that, and to this day, to this day. <laughs> to this day. I still be like, bro, people's livelihood depends on us. Yeah, that's scary. I mean, I'm sure all the people who are talented can find another job. But in this current setup, we, we help. Yeah. You know? So, I don't know what the question was. Hello? Uh, do you have one more question and then we can close it out? She said, are you coming tomorrow at the therapist? <laughs> okay. Here's a good question. Okay. On a lighter note, this is Andre Dottie. Yeah, we Oklahoma need a lighter City. note. Most people compliment each other in a lot of ways. Liz, are you as funny as Kev off camera? Do you say but but or create phrases like what you're talking, poom poom, etc.? First of all, Doughboy created all those. All phrases. those. Literally Doughboy. everything we say from our time at ADD, Doughboy has been the source of all the phrases. He really is. This is just a, a iceberg amount of the stuff we as a group have said. Dumbest. But but I remember when Doughboy first <laughs> said that we was playing we was we was playing uh you trash fam. We were playing Fortnite. He was like, man, I forgot what I was doing. I was looking at that butt, <laughs> and I thought that was the funniest thing ever. He just kept saying butt like that, and people think that's me. Uh, that's dope. The answer to your question, Melissa is hilarious off camera. Okay, Melissa has gotten funnier over the years, but she's funny at home. I'm I actually the one that's that, not maybe? funny at home. I'm yes, because you're creative. <laughs> My kids are funny. Joe's oh, funny. The kids are Zay funny. The Melissa's kids are funny. hilarious. I'd be the one bombing at the house. They'd be like, you going on the road? This guy. <laughs> you know, so, yes, Melissa is funny off camera. Melissa's funny at home. We be having a good time. We do. At home. We be laughing and stuff. Uh, my kids, Joe is very sarcastic, dry wit humor. Isaiah is. Isaiah can't get be away too. with murder 
humor. Isaiah, Isaiah Juke Melissa. I was just about to say, but you have to like really explain it. He does two things. Okay, this is really random, but I'm happy to talk about the kids because they are much lighter. Isaiah does two things that literally makes me want to take his head off his shoulders, but because he is a little boy, I feel like he gets away with it because if he was a little girl, I, it would be sass and like I would have Sexist. to put you out. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. I recognize this 100% because if I did this to my mom, I wouldn't be alive today. Yeah. Uh, so he does this thing where like if his shoes are untied and I'm like, Isaiah, you need to tie your shoe. He'll like, you need to tie your shoe. <laughs> but she said, Isaiah, did you pick up your towel? He said, no, but I did this. Ooh, ooh. And then he crossed her over he'll and pick, then walked past he'll her. pick up the towel and then like juke me, literally juke me. And I'm just like, <laughs> I want to fight you. But also that is really funny. He's funny, man. He does this all the time and it is so annoying. But I feel like if you don't, I feel sorry for if you don't have funny kids, first of all. But also I Your feel like when you suck have, at life, like you, they have to be funny. <coughs> but also I feel like um, the boys, because they have like Kevin's sense of humor, it does make raising them like a lot more fun. But they do get away. But with they things. get away with. They get away with. Because I laugh first, like, I can't punish them. Yes. Because they'd be like, Joe, man, he'd be, he'd be like. He's so sarcastic that if I weren't a comedian, he probably would be getting whooped. No, sometimes I have to tell him, you you should watch your mouth right now. He'd be like, right, okay, okay. I, yeah. I push it. I, he knows. Here's the line. I cross he, he knows <laughs> when he crosses it with me. Cause sometimes, but Joe will also check me quick, fast, and in a hurry. And sometimes I have to be like, you're right. <laughs> but also, I'm going to put you out of my car. Uh, this is one last question because okay, I thought this was funny. Okay. I mean, not funny. How do you balance it all? I think that's a great question to round this all out. We don't. That's my favorite answer. We don't balance it all. Somebody asked me that in the meet and greet at Kansas or St. Louis. We don't. When I am on the road alone in that hotel room, I am away from my family. Melissa is texting me. Joe just made a sweet goal. He just juked these kids. He played he phenomenal just these, this weekend. This kid, I mean... I, when Will Ferrell is refing their games, she sent me a picture and I'm like, I've seen every episode of The Office and I'm just going to keep watching them over and over. <laughs> Mel and Greg, the baby, they be at the house, they be sending me video. The baby was like, hi, Uncle Kevin. Hi, Uncle Kevin. And she was so sweet. You know, like, I miss that stuff um, because I'm out here getting to the money. You feel me? So um, I'm trying to find that video because it was so sweet. The, the real life answer is we absolutely do not oh, balance it all. Picture I sent you. I love. I deleted that. Stop it. I love answering on, that question. It. Okay. This is the baby picture. Okay, say it now. Hi, Unky Kevin. She thinks you're on my phone. See, man, Unky Kevin, you know, so she, sweet. She thought he was on FaceTime. So but I missed that stuff because I'm chasing my dream. I had to t- tell my kids that. Um... And I miss family stuff. And then we make up for it when I get home. Like this weekend, we're going to JoJo soccer tournament in Arizona. I've been looking forward to it. Come, Joshua, what you doing? So (laughs) much. We really are. So, but the answer is balance is a myth. It's a lie. Anybody who tells you they get it all together is lying. You can't. You can't possibly. Even like LeBron, he is the best basketball player of all time. And he's not at his kid's game every time because he's also playing in the NBA. So, you know, that's just not going to happen. Me and Melissa have to make the most of our time when we have it because I leave pretty much every Thursday night and I come back every Monday morning, you know, three weekends out of the month. And this is a little tougher this year because the last two tours, she came with me. And this hasn't been like it's not like we when we met. I was already a touring stand up comedian. Mm -hmm. Like 
even for like the first years in LA, I wasn't going nowhere. Yeah. We was up in there every Saturday, Sunday. We was at church. You know what I mean? Like we miss a lot of stuff, you know, but then we get a lot of stuff that we don't get. So everybody has their thing, you know, uh, but the answer people always expect us to say, this is how you balance it. You don't. Yeah, I absolutely do not balance it all at all. Um, there, I just on Monday, today's Tuesday, right? So yeah, yesterday I must have stayed up too late and I haven't overslept in years. And I mean, literal years. I woke up at 7.33. I have to take the kids to school to be on time by 7.40. <laughs> Did a full one. <laughs> Listen, I was like, get up, get up, get up. Like I was just, and I literally haven't overslept in years. And the only thing I could think of, it was the time zone. I mean the time zone, the um, the daylight savings. Cause mm-hmm. I literally woke up at 7.33. I almost wake up at 6.30. It wasn't even dot. saving time. It was like more like daylight giving away time. It was. Uh, but I literally wake up at 6.30 on the dot without fail, no alarm, because Kevin normally gets up, and so my body is just used to getting up now, and I, child, I Your body know. got up at the same time. Time was just different. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so um, that happened, and then like three weeks ago, the kids wanted to go to Disneyland with their friends, and Kev was out of town, so I was making plans with the lady, and I heard this woman say, can you drop the kids off at 9.15? This woman said 3.15. To be clear, we're talking about a.m. No, 5.15. 5.15. Yeah. A.m. trying to get to Disneyland before it opened. Before it opened. Was it the five? Yeah. Child, either way. Because in order I to get heard, to Disneyland during the day in yes. Anaheim, you would have to leave at like five. Child, either way, I heard the wrong time. She called. My phone kept going off. I was in a dream. And I woke up like, is my phone ringing? Like, who is calling me at this hour? And she was like, how far are you guys? And I was like. Very far. What do you mean? Far from where? And so the boys were so sad. I felt so bad. But like those things and like literally I don't oversleep that happened. The Disneyland thing, you know, you feel terrible as a parent mm. when your kids miss that type of opportunity, even though they go all the time. But anyways, that happened so like i don't always cross all the t's the eyes are no. always done i have to let them go to the movies without me they saw sonic without me and they were like oh it was so great and i was just like oh, i didn't see it <laughs> but then when i go see a movie without y'all you'll be like daddy why you did that where's your therapist i'm gonna see her tomorrow like, <laughs> they went to see sonic without me and then when i want to see something without them they said no <laughs> so um i absolutely do not i think i heard i've read like a clarifying part where she was like cleaning the house cooking listen we have a housekeeper we do well she comes once a week right, but we i still clean she needs to come more she than needs that to come twice because i am out here on a whole entire struggle but she just comes on saturday melissa be trying to do it all she tried to be a melissa's trying to be uh non-creative creative producer podcaster mother stay-at-home mom work full-time mom make every <laughs> dinner fam you cannot do take jojo does every single soccer practice create for the podcast interior design like she and she beats herself up if she doesn't do all that stuff every time and i'd be like bro postmates though <laughs> so i want to get a housekeeper to come two or three times a week I want a chef. I absolutely. If I'm gonna will be doing all this doggone traveling, my life should be easier. No, I absolutely will not allow her to come more than one time a week because I feel like it is important for me to actually clean. Why? Like, that's actually something that I feel like is that important is for ridiculous. me to do. Anyways, it's important for her to be able to. She got to feed her family. You taking food away that little baby mouth? All right, enough of this. All right, yep, we're done here. Uh, Anthony is here. Anthony is Doughboy because that's his real name. I changed your name in my phone to Anthony Doughboy Belcher. Because we had the conversation with Tony, and I feel like I owed that respect to you. Okay. Uh, 
Any other last thoughts, comments? Mm -hmm. Okay, I think that's it for me as well. Don't forget that the Love Hour Conference is on its way. We are like four Unless that Rona away. kills us all. Um, I'm really, really, really super excited about it. If we get dead by Rona, it. you're going to have to send me a new before we pass away as a survivor. Uh, make sure that you get your tickets. We ran the last sale and it was actually really, really successful. So if you're holding out on getting tickets, I do plan on running another sale shortly. <laughs> and I think that's it. Until the next time, don't catch the coronavirus. Big boom, boom energy. Wash your hands. <laughs> <laughs> That's my brother-in-law in the background. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.